Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. G'day guys, welcome back to a fresh episode of The Wake Up Call. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the four stages of competency. In life, doesn't matter what you do, if you're working on developing a new skill, learning a new hobby, learning a new a new language even, there is a learning curve to anything that you do. So this includes your fitness, your career, you know, your relationships as well. Whatever, whenever you try something new, an activity, a skill, or something that you know you've never done before. I want you to assume that even before you start, just assume that you will suck at it. This is because more than likely you will. I mean, think about it. You're about to do something or try something you've never done before. And at this point in time, you have limited information about the skill or about the task. You have limited skills already because you've never done it before. And you have limited experience to showcase because once again, it is a foreign concept, topic, or task. So, knowing all of this, does it not make sense to assume that when you try something new, you're not gonna be very good at it? With all the facts that I just presented to you, I reckon that's a fairly accurate assessment of what you can probably experience too. And I've experienced the exact same thing. Just recently, I attended a, a seminar and uh, it was a self-defense course. It was uh, It's a fight uh, workshop. It's about you know what to do in case of you know a circumstance where you are confronted with somebody. Confrontation, it's like, what do you do? When I walked in there, I had no idea what to expect. I did a little bit of research and kind of wrapped my head around what to expect on the day, but I went in there knowing that I was gonna suck at it. Yeah, I've done Taekwondo, I've done martial arts as a as a kid and all that sort of thing. But I did that more for sport than I did for say something like self-defense or close quarters combat, hand-to-hand combat where you're face-to-face with somebody. So I rocked up to this seminar, this workshop, already with the understanding I'm gonna be shit at this. I understand a little bit of martial arts, I've done it different form and I, I understand and I, I look at some jujitsu type things, but I've never actually physically done it myself. So that kind of made sense to me. I'm doing something I've never done before. I'm going into uncharted waters. I didn't go in there thinking, oh, I'm gonna absolutely cream this. I'm gonna absolutely smash this out of the ballpark. I went in to that seminar with the understanding I'm going to be shit. And I was shit. <laughs> And that's the funny thing as well. I'm not trying to sit here all high and mighty on my high horse thinking and trying to tell you guys that, hey, I've got all the answers. I know everything because I don't. And there are certain things. There's actually, there's a lot of things that I still don't understand. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm not good at. That was just one example. But what I want to do is I want to take you, I want to put you in a time machine. We're going to go back in time. I want you to transport yourself, mentally transport yourself back to when you first learned to drive a car. What was your experience like? I want you to think, what car were you driving? 
Was it a Holden? Was it a Ford? Was it a Nissan? Was it a brand new car? Was it a broken down bucket of shit? What car was it? Was it an automatic or was it a manual car? Were you learning to drive in an empty parking lot just around your neighborhood in, you know, suburbia? Or were you hammering down the freeway? And then think about how much attention did you have to pay when you approached a car? Or were you sur when you were surrounded by a swarm of cars on a busy road or down the freeway? Because I can remember being, you know, a bit scared of changing lanes. I would look in my mirror. I would look in my blind spot. I would look in the rear view mirror. I would indicate. I would check all of those spots again and then, you know, somewhat hesitantly, making sure I have 50,000 meters of space, I would change lanes. I would be very, very mindful of where I was positioned on the road to make sure I wasn't too far on the right, too far on the left. I wanted to be dead center in my lane so that I wouldn't encroach on someone else's lane or they wouldn't encroach on mine. And I was super alert the whole time. It was a rush. It was exhilarating. You get that big adrenaline rush because you're now controlling this, I don't know how many thousands of tons of metal and machinery that is transporting you from point A to point B at, you know, 30, 40, 60, 80, 100 kilometers an hour. When you're younger and you're starting to do this for the first time, it's a thrill. The excitement levels go up, the adrenaline goes up, and you actually have to have your shit together. You have to be quite alert and focused on the task at hand because you've never done it before or it is brand new to you. And then you get your license and you go through all of the uh, instructor's you know, tasks and you have to pass the course and whatever, and then you eventually get your license and you're free. Now, after having my license for 10 plus years and clocking up hundreds of thousands of kilometers, I don't even have to think about how to shift gears, how to change lanes or how to park because I've done it 10,000 times. This is how we as human beings learn. We learn through an understanding. So this is a comprehension of the task at hand, but you also have to do it through experience. It is not just enough to be book smart. I know a lot of people who are very intellectually bright, who are also quite dumb and can't actually demonstrate the smarts that they have because they've never actually stepped out into the real world to apply it. So in this next part, I'm going to take you through the four stages of learning, the four stages of competency, okay? This is not exclusive to you or I. This is global. This is how we as human beings learn. The first stage is what is called unconscious incompetence. So at this stage, you are not aware of what to do or how to do it. So if we use driving as the example, at this level, unconscious incompetence, you are not aware of all of or any of the road rules. If you take yourself back to being 16 years old, at that point in time, you have a very low level of knowledge and understanding of what the road rules are. What do you do at a T-junction? Who goes first? Who do you give way to? What do you do if there's an orange light? Do you go or do you stop? How do you parallel park? When do you parallel park? And all of these different things, 
You know, what do you do at this? If it says 60 kilometers an hour, is that a suggestion or is that saying 60 is the limit? All of these things happen to you and you have to really exert yourself to gain an understanding and a comprehension of driving and the road rules. So at this point in time, you have no, you have zero or very little exposure to driving and all that encompasses being a proficient driver. So you don't know the road rules. You have little or zero experience. So therefore, you are at the stage of being incompetent. And I do mean that in the literal sense. We go through phases of learning where at one point in time, we do not know how to do that task. Driving is one example. There would have been a point in your life where you were incompetent at driving. You did not meet the standard to hold a license. There is a level of competency and at a certain point you were not there. So you're unconscious, you don't know what to do, how to do it, and you are not at the standard required. Then we move on to stage two. This is conscious incompetence. When you get to this stage, you are aware and you have an understanding of what you should be doing, but you are yet to find a way to make it happen. I'm gonna shift gears and go away from driving and I'll bring it into more of the strength training realm because that's where I wanna help you guys the most. Let's say for example, I'll use a very common uh, example people are generally aware of, the deadlift. Sorry, let's take the deadlift for example. At level two, conscious incompetence. You are aware of the exercise. You know it's called a deadlift. You've seen people do it before. They've got a bar, they've got a plate or plates on the side of that bar, and they have their hands connected to this bar and they stand it up. So they go from being in a bent over position, hands on the bar, and then they eventually are finished standing up nice and tall. So you understand the concept. You can see it in action. You can kind of visualize it and figure out, okay, that's the start position, that's the finish position, but you yourself cannot complete it to that level. You can't make it happen to that standard. So maybe you've given it a shot, but you see you know, that pretty picture or that video of an excellent deadlift, but you can't perform it to that standard yet. So you're conscious, you understand, okay, this is what it should look like, and then you do, you make an attempt to do it, but it doesn't look or feel anything like that standard of what a quality deadlift should look or feel like. That is conscious incompetence. Then we move to step three, stage three. This is conscient, uh, conscious competence. When you get to this level, you are fully aware and you are completely attentive of what needs to happen and you can do it. So I'm gonna keep with the deadlift theme here. So you've seen the deadlift, you have been instructed, this is a deadlift, this is how you perform a deadlift, and you understand it. So you have a good comprehension. All right, this is the deadlift, These are. this is where you should set yourself up. This is where your hands go on the bar. It is a hinge movement, so we are loading the hamstrings, the glutes, and the lower back is going to be stabilized through the core. You know that you have to get your lats on to help brace and to stabilize your spine. You understand this, you are paying a great deal of attention and putting a lot of focus on doing these things. 
So when your brain power is being executed to a high level, we are recruiting a high level of mental real estate and bandwidth. You can execute a quality deadlift, but it requires a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of mental brain power. So you are consciously, so on purpose, consciously telling your brain to tell your muscles to perform a specific action or task, i.e. lifting a barbell from the floor to complete your deadlift. The last stage is what is called unconscious competence. So this is stage four. If you ever get to this point, this is where you know what to do, you know why you're doing it, and you can do it almost, I don't wanna say effortlessly, but you can do it with a lot less brain power. It's almost autonomous, automatic. So if you've got a bar loaded, it doesn't have to, I'm not talking about like a one rep max, I'm not talking about lifting the heavy weight possible, but let's say you're going through your warm-up sets and your warm-up set is 60 kilos. You've got a 20 kilo bar and you've got 20 kilos, uh, a 20 kilo plate each side. So you've got your 60 kilos and you're gonna do five reps. You walk up to the bar, you know exactly where your feet have to go because you've done it a hundred times before. You know precisely where your hands have to be placed on the bar to maximize your leverages and get the most out of your glutes. You also know how to wedge yourself into position and get your abs, so your core, sorry, your core and your lats as tight as possible to create the most amount of stability for you to then push and apply the most amount of leg drive into the lift and lift that 60 kilo bar off the ground. That is unconscious competence. This is the level which is also known as mastery. So this is where you've done, say, I don't know, 10,000 reps. And I'm not talking about sloppy reps here. Mastery is when you have honed a skill, a task, or an activity to the point where you no longer need to think about it. It just comes second nature to you. So at a certain point in time, I'm gonna keep with the deadlift. At a certain point in time, you were at stage one. You did not know how to perform a deadlift. There was a point in time in your life where you didn't know what a deadlift was. You didn't know what muscle groups it used, you didn't know how to stabilize, you didn't know how to recruit your legs to lift the weight. You knew none of it, and you definitely could not do it. Then you started getting an awareness and an understanding of the lift itself. Okay, that lift, uh, the one where you've got plates on it and you lift it up, okay, that's called a deadlift. Cool, you remember that now. You also understand that your hands are holding the bar. That's, that's all they do. They're not actually trying to lift the weight for you. Your hands are merely hooks to connect you to the weight. And you also understand that the legs should be driving and applying force into the ground for you to lift. But you can't quite connect the dots. You can't quite make it happen smoothly and you can't do it every single rep. Then you refine your technique. You, you gain a even greater understanding of the lift and how to prevent energy leakages. You know how to link all of your muscle groups together. So that's your feet connected to your hips, connected to your core, connected to your upper back. Then you can complete the lift with excellent technique, 
but you have a great amount of focus and attention placed on it. And lastly, if you stick at the task long enough, you get to a point where you do not have to think very hard about the lift. And I'm talking at light weights here. When you get to your heavy weights, it's still going to require more mental brain power. Yes, but at lighter weights, you're not being sloppy, but you don't have to work as hard from a mental standpoint to do those good quality reps. I hope that makes sense. There's another way to look at this. This is a, you may remember this a little bit easier than those scientific terms, unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and then unconscious competence. This is another way. This is a scale that I got off a mentor of mine, Dave Tate. Uh, it goes shit, suck, good, great. It's a pretty easy one to remember. <laughs> when you try something new, or you do something you've never done before, you're gonna be shit at it. This is not me trying to make you feel bad. This is not me you know, trying to put you down. This is a matter of fact. If you're doing something you've never done before, there's a high likelihood you're gonna be shit at it. Just at the, at the start, because you've never done it before, okay? When you practice something and you get a better understanding and you put in the reps and you chop wood and you do reps, you get better, you gain a better understanding and you keep going through that cycle, you go from shit to suck. That is excellent, my friend. You are now progressing. You are getting better. You no longer you are no longer shit. You now suck. That's excellent. Well done. And then if you stick at it long enough, you go from suck to good. And then if you keep putting in those hundreds and those thousands of quality repetitions, you will go from good to great. But I do want to let you know, very few people get to the level of being great. They hang around and they sort of flip-flop between suck and good. And this is typically due to a number of factors a big one being pro program hopping, where you go from this program to that program. You do this exercise and then you do this one, where you're always chasing variety. If you want to get great at anything in life, you need to invest a great deal of time and effort into it. If you only practice something once or very sporadically, you will never get from shit to suck. Or you will never transition from good to great. This is the truth, this is, this is a fact. Which is why when it comes to building strength and developing muscle, you must commit to practicing certain lifts. I will use the barbell deadlift as my example. If you want to become very strong and lift the heaviest weight possible, the barbell deadlift is the exercise which is likely to result in you lifting the heaviest weight possible. Lifting a heavy load from the ground, the deadlift is the king of lifts. But if you've never deadlifted before, there is no way in hell I will start you on a barbell. I will start you with, you might start 10 steps back because the barbell deadlift, as great as it is, as fun as it is to lift those big heavy weights off the ground, if you do not have the correct motor pattern, if you do not have the right technique, if you do not understand the mechanics of that movement, 
you will injure yourself. Which is why I will start you with a broomstick. And I will get you to understand how to hip hinge correctly, unloaded, before I start adding weights. Because if I don't teach you that simple drill of how to perform a hip hinge correctly, I'm doing you a disservice and I'm also putting you at risk of injuring yourself. As a professional coach, my goal is to make sure that I take you through the necessary levels of progression so that when you get to that barbell, when you start adding that weight, you have ingrained quality movement patterns from the ground up. So, if you want to get better at squats, you must practice them. If you want to get better at that deadlift, you must practice them. And you must also practice the exercises and the levels of progression which precede the deadlift. If you want to get good at deadlifting and skip all of those steps, it's not going to end well for you. If you want to become a master, if you want to become great at deadlifting and to do it safely and to do it effectively, you must take pride in the basics. At level one, when you suck or when you're shit, because that is how you go through the levels of competency. You start at level one, not level 10. When you pass level one, you may progress to level two. And then when you pass level two, you may progress to level three. I always use this analogy. It's like Monopoly. You do not go past go and collect $200. I will put you in jail and I will start you from the ground up until you can demonstrate proficiency. You might be able to un you might be able to articulate. Okay, this is what a deadlift should look and feel like. Excellent. Fantastic. If you have a great understanding of that, that's cool. I like that. But can you then perform it? That's what I'm interested in. Can you actually demonstrate it through your actions? Not your words, but can you actually show me? If your goal is to get better at chin-ups, you better practice them and you better practice them frequently. You know, once a week isn't going to cut it. I'm sorry. If your goal is to get better at chin-ups, you need to do them, like if your strength allows, you need to do them daily. Do you wanna get better at push-ups? Same deal, practice them. If you hope to get better at these exercises by doing them once a week, it's gonna take you an eternity. It's gonna take you a lifetime. But if you do them on a frequent basis, your brain is going to make these connections. Okay, this feels a bit different to last time. It feels better or it feels worse. And it's going to give you these little prompts and this bit of feedback which you have to listen to and you have to start developing that tuning of what your body is telling you so that then you can improve it, tweak it, and make it more efficient. This process of what I'm discussing and detailing to you, the four stages of competency, this is the same for every exercise that you do. And it is the same for everybody in the world. No one is immune, no one gets a pass, and no one gets, no one is given an exception. The iron never lies. Like if you're strong enough to make the lift, you'll make the lift. If you're not, you won't. And it really comes down to your training, your preparation, and have you put in the reps? So if you are somebody who learns by reading, by watching others or listening, as is the case in this podcast, this is great. 
fantastic. You do need a high level of comprehension, of understanding. But you also then need to put that into practice. You need to be able to actually demonstrate and exhibit this yourself. This is why reading books, listening to podcasts, or just being smart or intelligent in of itself is not enough. It is a platform. It's a great starting point. It is necessary, but it has to be followed up by action. No one cares what you know or how smart you might seem. And this is where what I, what I teach you guys in this podcast and what I teach and I educate my, my coaching clients with is I don't want you to just repeat what I tell you. I don't want you to just read and repeat something like a teleprompter. I actually want you to have a deep knowledge and understanding of what you're doing. You should know, not, it, it doesn't happen all at once, but this is what you should know. You should know what you're doing. You should then know why you are doing it. So then you have a motivation and a purpose to actually perform it or do whatever it is that you're doing. And then you need to know how to do it. Those are your big three. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? How do you do it? So words do not suffice. They are not enough. You might sound very intelligent and rattle off big words. Awesome. But can you demonstrate those big scientific words in action? Because your actions are really what count. And that is the piece of the puzzle that you need. You need to be able to put the two together. And that is what is going to help drive your results through the roof. I want you to be intellectually smart. But you also need to be physically strong. And the two go hand in hand. You have to work your brain, you have to develop your mind, but you have to then work on putting it into practice. Every single training session, every single exercise, every single set, every single repetition that you have is an opportunity for you to get better. If you want to be sloppy, that's what you will become. You will become sloppy. If you take the time and the care and put the attention into every single exercise and rep you do, you will progress at a much faster rate your technique will be better, you will build more muscle, you will become stronger, and you will have a more resilient body because you are not leaving any chinks in your armor because you're not cutting corners. You're just putting in the work. So that was a bit of a, a bit of a scientific sort of podcast for you guys. I hope it makes sense. It's really interesting going through this is this is a lot about uh, psychology as well and once you understand that process i really want you guys to to go into any new endeavor or skill or task with that mindset if it's new ju just accept it no, it's not a forever thing it's just a at the start you're going to be shit at it if you can go into a scenario or a situation with that mindset you're already on the right path you're not setting yourself up for failure or false expectations you go in there and think, all right, I'm going to be shit. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to put on my white belt mentality and I'm going to learn something and I'm going to make myself pay attention so that I can go from shit to suck. Or if you get to suck, you go from suck to good and then you can go from good to great. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. I really did. I enjoy talking about this stuff and kind of going through the deeper levels of 
learning. It's something that uh, is really important to me as a coach, but it's also, it's very pivotal that you learn this stuff and have that comprehension. Like I said, not just being able to you know repeat verbatim what I've said, but you actually understand these concepts. So if it helped you out, please pay the fee. Share this podcast onto somebody who maybe needs a reality check. Maybe they they need a bit of an ego check and they need to be brought back down to reality. So if you know somebody who is lifting maybe too heavier than their skill demonstrates or just needs a point in the right direction, this would be the podcast to forward to them. Copy the link, share it to them, send them a text, put it in an email, share it on your Facebook. Get the word out there and make sure people and yourself are working to the appropriate level. You need to drop the ego, leave it at the door, and work to the level you can demonstrate. Not where you wanna be, but where you're actually at at this point in time right now. Thanks for listening, guys. I do appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to providing you with some fresh podcasts very soon. But for now, I bid you good day or good evening, and I'll speak to you guys soon. Thanks, see you soon. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.